Welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. This is Fred Shankleberg, your guest host while on location at the Reliability and Maintainability Symposium held in Tucson in 2016. We took the opportunity to talk, sit down and talk to some of the thought leaders in the reliability field. Wes Fulton was gracious enough to join us for a discussion about Fulton findings and his work in the world of Weibull statistics and Weibull analysis. He's had plenty of experience in developing software packages, in particular the Supersmith package, which provides a range of different tools and capabilities for dealing with data using Weibull analysis. He's also worked with Dr. Bob Abernathy in presenting the Weibull workshop and and made some of his own developments, which we'll, we'll talk about briefly during his interview. So join me now as we talk to Wes Fulton of Fulton Findings. So Wes, thanks for sitting down with me here at the Rams Conference. I appreciate that. It's a great thing to be here. You know, it's a beautiful setting too with all the saguaro cactuses. So you like my recording studio? With beautiful. The <laughs> <laughs> you know, we try to, to, to make that work. Um, but you, you I mean, I met you, I don't know how many years ago through this, and you've been... Um, uh, in my mind, anyway, always associated with the Weibull, Weibull distribution. And it's, if I remember the right. title right, it's a quiz for me. Is the new the new Weibull handbook? Handbook. That's it. At Dr. Abernethy's uh, handbook. Right. And uh, the, so what I did is I, I wrote the software that does most of the techniques in Dr. Abernethy's handbook. And now there's a new guy on the block, Carl Tarum, who's going to be. Uh, we're transitioning to okay. so that he's going to take over for me and do most of the stuff. Okay. And he's much better than I am at a lot of things, so that's a good thing. Um, well, I mean, yeah. if I remember right from Dr. Abernathy, is, is that I mean, he was working on some program in a company and they, they kind of they realized that they needed a set of procedures and, and processes for analyzing data. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Weibel had written a paper, was in the 50s? 40s? Yes. I think it was published in around 51, right. uh, Weibel's paper on uh, seven different case uh, study uh, situations that he looked at and analyzed, uh, uh, starting off with fatigue data, you know, mm -hmm. analyzing the variability of fatigue data and finding that it fit pretty well to, to what we now call the Weibel distribution, which is really an extreme value model, but because Walody Weibel promoted it, and used it and showed that it was so uh, so useful in so many different situations, and we now call it the Weibull distribution. Well, you hear it here at the conferences. People talk about, well, it's a Weibull analysis. Hmm. It's yeah. just it's like Kleenex now. It's, it's a generic tool <laughs> right. that we use, but it right. comes from one guy's paper showing, mm -hmm. uh, looking at data and saying this is a useful way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Right now, I have to ask. You know, I'm behind all the no MTBF stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Why did the exponential distribution win in the 60s and 70s? Why it was, was so simple? The exponential is, is actually a Weibull. It's a, one but of the it, many it's ways. Weibull with a, a slope of one. And uh, it has a lot of very nice simplifying characteristics. Like, for example, uh, the failure rates that you would get from the exponential for individual parts. If it's a series system, you just add up all the failure rates for the individual items, and you have your system failure rate. Well, we don't need your tool then. To exactly. Yeah. If you could, if you everything could was exponential, then it's it's much easier. Right. right. 
Is it accurate? Uh, well, yeah, it's the exponential is useful for uh, systems where you have lots and lots of different failure mechanisms that are involved and possible. And you're just looking at every possible thing that could happen and what could go wrong and analyzing the overall big picture. It's, it's accurate for a big, uh, mature system that's not changing its characteristics and it's got lots of different things going on. It's accurate for that. Right. right. And I agree with you completely. Yeah. It's, and you've seen it too. And I think that's part of why you've got a booth here and you were constantly promoting what essentially is a book and some software mm -hmm. is the, there's, there's ways to look at individual failure mechanisms, like wear out of uh, bearings, I think mm -hmm. was one of the case studies. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and understand the time, the, the time element of these different mechanisms, the changing failure rate yes. going forward. But that's only, I mean, I remember going through years ago, the, the handbook and going, Oh, I can do that. I can do warranty prediction. I can do this. I can do that. This, this is a huge. Well, yeah, once you get the basic uh, model for the variability of your data, then there's so many things you can do with that. I mean, it's, a lot of them are associated with reducing cost, which is a really good thing well, in our, in thing our current the, environment, right? That's right, right. Uh, trying to get the optimum replacement interval for uh, something that wears out, mm -hmm. uh, we can we can do that uh, based on on some cost factors. Mm -hmm. We can look at test planning that uh, if you want to prove that you meet a certain requirement, or if you just want to show that you have some improvement from an old design to a new design. The, these are test plans that can be designed with the underlying. Uh, distribution of a Weibull or some other distribution. It's not, it's, it's not, not limited, limited it's to Weibull. It could be log normal. It could be Gumbel extreme value. So it's whichever is the appropriate model. Uh, that's, we can do the same techniques with that. Right, right. But it's the, I think it's what we've talked about in the past. And, and I know you talk about regularly is the, it's more the constant, the mindset is that you're not limited to the chi square distribution based on a pass fail criteria. Mm -hmm. Let's use the variables data. Let's understand, you know, let the data talk to us exactly. more completely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a good way to put it. The, the data can actually uh, give you a, a lot of information and it can find the appropriate model. The, uh, the, the data is what, what gives the, the Weibull its slope. You know, I mean, if you have different data, you're going to have a different Weibull slope. So the, right. actually the data is picking the, the model in the, in the fitting techniques that we use. That's right. And I always like the models with two points. So you get a perfect fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what do you do? I mean, is Weibull useful? I mean, I'm using Weibull generically here. Mm -hmm. is, is, is it useful for very limited sample sizes or, or when I only have very yeah. limited or, or vague data? Yeah, the, the situation where you have very limited data, usually the Weibull is going to give you the best service among a lot of different choices uh, because it's very conservative in the result. And okay. a lot of people are looking at safety or looking at something that's a very critical decision they want. Uh, conservatism, and and Weibull gives you that but it's not uh, compared to some other models. Yeah, it's not as conservative as non-parametric, right? Well, non-parametric is just the facts. You need way more data on non-parametric to get to the same exactly. field. So if you make, I'm going to pause here while the cart right, goes rolling it, by. <laughs> she's going to stop a bit. But the the and there's a levels of conservatism, and if I make some underlying saying this should be a distribution it should be a variables data and it should it's on on the not quite 
the understanding of the physics of failure, which you may want to actually get to, mm -hmm. but it, it allows us then to, to add a little bit of prior engineering knowledge to it and say, this could, this is likely could be described by a Weibull distribution. So if I have five data points, I'm not in, in classical quality work, we would assume it's a normal distribution. Right. Out of convenience. Mm -hmm. Where in reliability, it's, it's, we really start with Weibull. I, I know I start every analysis. I just put a plot up. I put the CDF up and see what it tells me. Right. And sometimes it says, I'm not a Weibull. Yeah. And it's hard to tell that with only five data five points. points. That's yeah. right. Uh, that's if I 500, the, I can tell. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, you can start getting some really consistent results at right around 20. That's in Dr. Abernethy's mm -hmm. That's uh, where I got that number. Is, I got to yeah. cite that more yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, uh, right around 20. You start getting more consistent decisions made, you know, in terms of whether it's Weibull or some other, some other model. Mm -hmm. But even with small samples, it's going to be a starting point, like you said. It's a, it's a good you, starting model for lots of different situations. We even go down to, very, very tiny uh, data sets like sample size of one, mm -hmm. sample size of zero in terms of the occurrences, but you have some units that have not failed. We can, we can handle that under certain circumstances with, with the, the techniques that we're talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned the uh, test planning. So if I've got a, you know, I don't hear about it as often anymore, the characterization of the failure mechanisms early. So if mm -hmm. I've got a solid, either from field data or from internal work, I have a solid uh, uh, fit to a Weibull distribution. Say mm -hmm. it's a, you know, a a slope of 1.8, you know, in some margin. Good, on that. Goodness of fit that it gives you some uh, confidence that that's, solid. that's probably a good model. Yeah. And then somebody comes in and says, well, we want to bring in this other vendor for that part or for that power supply, which was failing mm -hmm. or fan or whatever it is. Right. And they say, well, how many samples, how many fans do I need to buy to test this? Do I have to repeat that whole characterization work or, you know? No, I mean that that's the thing you can you can get some pretty good characterization with very small samples once you've got that, that prior knowledge uh that what you're looking at is going to be modeled well mm -hmm. with, with the distributions and so we have some comparative analysis in in that we do that can be done with the Weibull uh that you can get a, get by with very small samples and you know in that situation you you bring in the concept of confidence and you look at right. what's the uncertainty associated with this model for this thing and what's the uncertainty associated with this model for this other thing and how do they compare right. and right. you can do that when you have uh the confidence uh, that you can calculate for that well then we have to get managers involved so yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh oh yeah and it complicates the whole thing i'm sorry yeah um, but what's the, I mean, is, is there anything on the horizon that's going to replace this Weibull analysis, this physics of failure, uh, completely different animal? No, I, I don't think it'll ever, ever be replaced. Uh, you might be able to, uh, get some more, uh, automation, some more ease of use and, and things that improve that and the output can you know, be improved. Uh, but the technique itself is very basic. Works for any organization, any company that is trying to look at their variability and, and minimize mm -hmm. that and get better quality. When you say any, I know what you mean. It's it's manufacturing sites, it's uh, you know plant yeah. management, it's uh, consumer products, right. it's medical products, it's right. military industry, it's yeah, and it's small scale, big it's development, scale. it's in production. I mean, any phase of the of operations uh, certainly can can use these techniques to get continuous improvement going. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's very valuable. I've been fortunate to to actually uh, be associated with Dr. Abernathy. Uh, he's a great individual. He mm-hmm. he is retired now because he's eighty. Uh, gee, I think he's eighty five. Uh, uh, and it, that's he's so basically met him years ago. And yeah, he, and of course, I I think you you know that he's the one that uh, came up with the patent for the uh, engines for the SR seventy one Blackbird aircraft. Oh, I don't wow. know if you didn't oh, know. No, that. I didn't know. That. Uh, yeah. yeah, he actually has the patent. Uh, his his name is on the patent for the engines that powered the Blackbird aircraft, which was you know top secret for many years. One of the probably the uh, number one. Aircraft design in terms of interesting designs and ever of all time, he invented the engines for those. Wow! wow that's so cool. uh, he's an incredible individual, and uh, I'm very fortunate to to work with him. No, oh, that's cool. Good for you. And, and so, well, I, I know you're here at Rams, but this won't get on the air before you get out of, out of the conference. And, and I'm sure you'll be back next year, or your or your oh yeah, your heir apparent. I uh, probably yeah, not the right I, word, right? Uh, You're not retiring, Carl, are you? No, <laughs> well, Carl. Carl is uh, is is coming in and doing a lot of things. A lot of the newer programming in the software. Mm-hmm. He's doing that. He's also. Do you have in, an app involved. yet? What's Do you that? Have an iPhone app yet? Uh, you can actually, uh, if you can run uh, Windows on something, and any if you have a uh, Windows uh, simulator. End of, end of the discussion here. <laughs> this is Mac stuff here. Right, right. right. But uh, it's it'll it'll go on any Windows. We have it on uh, you know Windows 10, and and you can run it uh, anything okay. like that. We have it on a little Toshiba, tiny little uh, thing that runs when it, it'll run the software. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of nice that way. But uh, Carl is coming on, and he, he we're going to transition so that probably by um, let's see by 2018, uh, 2019, somewhere around there. Then he'll be doing most of the stuff, and I'm, okay. I'm going to be backing out. Although I'll still be around. Hopefully, you never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. That's you never true. know in Los Angeles. That's where I live. So uh, what's the, your freeways Weibel, are so crazy. What's your Weibel curve look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it was funny. Well, Odie Weibel uh, lasted until I think he was 90. Uh, right around 90 something and so Bob's it well into his 80s yeah and Bob is uh, right there so the people that uh, that do the life data analysis seem to have the longer lives well, for some reason it's good to know uh, right it's good to know yeah we should you know well I don't think I want to do that just figure out what our life is <laughs> <laughs> your, your for, expected demise uh, yeah not a right. good not a good idea no but we have fun along the way and and absolutely I appreciate you taking some time to chat and and how would people best get a hold of you and the team, you and Carl? Well, there's a website. It's weibelnews.com. N-E-W-S? Yes. So right. weibel, W-E-I-B-U-L-L, and then news. All right? one word? Yeah, all one word, dot com. Okay. And that's probably the starting point right there. Okay. And, and you guys offer training. You have the software package. Right. Do, right. do you do consulting, too? Work with yes, we do that, too. Okay. Yeah, we do all that stuff. Cool. cool. Good talking with you, Fred. Yeah, thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. Way.